0: Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied, what is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? ''I didn't call you,'' Eli replied. ''Go back to bed.'' So he did. Then the Lord called out again, ''Samuel.'' And Samuel got up and went to Eli. ''Here I am. Did you call me?'' ''I didn't call you, my son,'' Eli said. ''Go back to bed.'' Samuel did not know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more, Samuel got up and went to Eli.'' Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, Go and lie down again, and if someone calls again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening.
1: Good morning. Have you enjoyed the cooler weather this week? Have you enjoyed the rain? Um, isn't it great how God blesses us with different seasons and, and different times in our lives? And uh, this week has been no different to that. Um, again, it's, it's great to be able to gather again through this way. And it's, again, it's one week closer before we're able to gather in person, uh, which we'll will we have a few bit of information in, in coming weeks about how that will look for us as a church um and but while that is happening isn't it great that we have this um platform to be able to share and and to grow in god together and and today um is no different because we're going to be looking at um the sermon topic today is god speaks now if you notice the the title slide there was a question mark there because for some of us we we get to the point where we're going oh i'm not sure god does speak or if he does he doesn't speak to me um and so often, um, again, you read through stories of the Bible and we go, I wish I could have an encounter like they did in the Bible. Um, and I wish I could have had a burning bush. I wish I could have had um, a donkey talk to me. Um, some of you may um, look around your room and go, well, there's some donkeys that talk to me quite regularly. So, But anyway, the thing is, we, we do wish for God to speak to us. We wish for that encounter. We wish for that experience. But it, it seems to be lacking in our lives, or, or so we think. And, and what makes it even worse, is that, like for some of you, you've been Christian for, for longer than some people have even been alive. Um, and, and, and so in our, in our church. And, and so we, we think that maybe if I've been a Christian for, for 20 or 30 or 50 or 60 years, then wouldn't God speak to me? And then we read a story like we, um, Mick read for us from, um, 1 Samuel, where the boy Samuel, who is basically, um, training in the temple, um, assisting Eli, um, who was dedicated to God, God had a plan for his life. Yet Mick read that he did not yet know the Lord. And what we sort of see in that story is that God speaks to him. This little boy—he hadn't, he didn't even know the Lord. hadn't even made his commitment for God. He didn't even know God yet. Yet God spoke to him, and, and of course Samuel, because he didn't know God yet, didn't recognize who it was. And he got to the point then, and what he, what happened? He, he, he went to Eli and said, "Eli, what do you want? Um, nothing. Go back to bed. Leave me alone. Stop waking me up." And then Samuel heard it again. He came back to Eli. Said, yes, Master, what do you want? Nothing. And the third time it happened, um, and he realized that Samuel was definitely hearing something. If it wasn't him, it must have been God. And so Samuel waited, and and as God sort of said those, um, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel Samuel said, Lord, your servant is here. Your servant is listening. But it, it makes us a bit envious at times because we go, well, I want that too. I want God to speak to me. As well. Well, today we're going to be talking about just that—the fact that God does speak. And if we, as we've been taking this journey of experiencing God, one of the things that we need to realize, if God is wanting to speak uh, to, for God is wanting us to experience Him, then He will definitely speak to us. And as as we've been looking at each week, and this becomes so important to what we're doing, is the fact that. If God is wanting to be in a love relationship with us, he pursues us, he He reveals his plans to us, he wants us to follow him, he wants us to love him, it is all done in relationship. And in a relationship, God will definitely communicate with us. And so we're going to be discovering that today and how that works. Well, firstly, what we do and need to understand that God does speak in different ways. Now, um, I haven't heard him sort of ringing on the mobile yet or text anyone, but God has does speak in different ways. And we, and we look at the Bible, there are a number of different ways that God speaks. He sent angels. He gave visions. He gave dreams. Um, he spoke through a gentle whisper to Elijah in the cave. There was miraculous signs that people sort of got um, instruction from God. So God did speak in a number of different ways, but what we normally find throughout scripture is that those encounters were unique to the individual. They were unique to them. We actually don't see that the experiences that people had or the event that people had to the experience was not, was often not replicated. We don't see two or three or four burning bushes. We don't see multiple visions for Isaiah. We, we don't see um, uh, other people sort of having uh, the same experience over and over again. We actually see them unique for the individual. And in these events, though, people knew it was God speaking. If we looked at Moses, as we did a few weeks ago, when he came to that bush, he, he knew it was God. He just wanted to be clear about who he was going to be introducing to the Israelites. Abraham knew it was God that was sending him. He didn't know who God was fully yet, but he knew it was God. And other people who had that similar experience over time, they knew that God was speaking to them. And to add to that, they knew that what God, what God was saying. Moses was clear when he, when he had that experience with um. At the burning bush he knew exactly what God wanted him to do he knew so well what God wanted him to do that he tried to debate and and dissuade God to change his mind because he did not want to do what God was telling him to do he didn't want to do it but he was clear about it Abraham again was clear when God said leave your land he didn't know what land But he said, leave your land and go to a land that I will show you. So the instructions were clear. He didn't say, leave and I'll I'll, I'll tell you your next 10 steps in a a moment. He said, follow me and I'll show you a land that's going to be for you. The fact that God was speaking, though, and this is one of the things we need to um, address because the problem for us is that we are looking for one of those encounters, one of those methods, one of those, um, I suppose, super spiritual experiences. But the thing is, the experience wasn't the burning bush. The experience wasn't the vision in the sky. The experience was the fact that God, the God of the the universe, the created God, the powerful God, was speaking to those individuals. That was the important thing. That was the experience. That was the encounter itself. And see, this is where we get a bit confused because we seek miraculous or super significant or spiritual encounters rather than hearing the voice of God. So we can try to um, recreate or revisit experiences rather than seeking God's voice. I know for me growing up, I love going to high school camp so much that I, I still love going to high school camp. And But sometimes you went to high school camp to recapture that experience that you had the previous year. Now, you could go in such a way where you, God, please speak to me for those days. And, and God did speak. But do you know what? God wanted to speak to me every single day in between one camp to the next. But sometimes I wouldn't be available to listen because I was seeking an encounter. And for some of you, it might be going to church and going, that's my experience. But God wants to speak outside of that experience. So for some of you, you, you love going to the beach or love getting away in nature or, or, or doing those things. And that is great. I don't stop doing that. But at the same time, if you wait till you go to the beach or if you wait to get into the bush to hear from God, you're going to miss the other times that God is wanting to speak with you. God is wanting to speak with you when you are at work and things are super busy. God is wanting to speak with you when you're at home and things are out of control and you don't know what's happening next. God wants to speak with you when you're sitting in the traffic lights. God is ready to speak with you at each of those moments. And so don't get into the position where we seek special seek special moments for God to speak because all of a sudden we only give him a small door to speak to us. And God is wanting to speak way more than that to us. And so it's something that we need to remember. Now also, the thing is, as I said, God speaks in different ways, but we also need to remember that God speaks today. okay I'm, I'm like I know it had a question mark in the in the title slide, but question mark is gone now. this is a definitive God speaks to us today. there's no doubt about it. He spoke in certain ways through the Bible, He spoke through Jesus and after Jesus, died, rose again, and, and went to heaven, he sent his Holy Spirit. So for those who basically take on the gift that Jesus has offered, they also receive the Holy Spirit. And that becomes this first thing that God speaks to us today through his Holy Spirit. And in fact, what we need to realize is that all the other things in this next little bit of a list, it needs to be understood that the Holy Spirit is part of each of those. Holy Spirit is not separate. We don't hear the Holy Spirit here and then go and hear God through the Bible here and hear God through this way and hear God through this way. The Holy Spirit flows through each of those. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit wants to do is that um, he wants to reveal God's truth to us. And the fact that the Holy Spirit is always at work in us. Um and we we really and he's working for us to understand that spiritual truth. So we can't sort of ever sort of go, well, I can, I can discover what God wants from himself. God's, um, truth, God's revelations are always God initiated. They're always revealed by God. We don't discover it. So if you read through the Bible and go, Oh, look at what I realized today. That's the Holy Spirit at work. That is God speaking to you. If you, um, all of a sudden realize, you know what? I can forgive someone. And through prayer, you forgive someone that you hadn't before. That's not because you're super spiritual. It's because you have heard from God and you have obeyed God. Again, it's God initiated. God is doing that work in you. And so that is God speaking to you. So God speaks through the Holy Spirit. God speaks through the Bible. And again, I'm not going to spend too long on this, but I do want to just bring up the fact today is John Wesley's birthday. Not his physical birthday, but his spiritual birthday. And it was why Wesley was reading um, an introduction to the book of uh, Galatians, I think, or book of Romans, and he basically, um, written by Luther, that he, again, he was seeking after God. He had been religious all his life, but he wasn't in relationship with God yet. He didn't actually know him yet, and he was wanting to hear from God. And at that point, there's this phrase that is attributed to Wesley. He says, I felt my heart strangely warmed. And so it was while reading the Bible that or about the Bible that Wesley again was brought to God he actually heard from God. And the, and again we find out so much about God by by the Bible. It is God's living word for us. And again the Holy Spirit speaks through that. And again I'm I'm just going to rush through that one a little bit because again I've talked about reading a Bible and how important that is. If you want to get into a pattern of reading a Bible or finding out more about how we can um, uh, devotionally read the Bible, again, please um, uh, let me know and we, we can talk more about that. But God also speaks through prayer. Um, now, again, prayer is one of these sunny things that it's part of church, it's part of what we do. Um, hopefully as a family or individuals, you took time to pray today. But prayer is one of these things that, and I've found this growing up and not being irreligious or disrespectful, is that sometimes prayer is one of these things that we, we wait to get to amen. And amen becomes a full stop that says we're all done. Amen. Okay, let's move on to the next thing. Amen at the end of church means morning tea. Amen at the end of Bible study means everyone can go home. And so sometimes when we say amen, it's almost like God, conversation's over. I dare you to try that with your wife husbands. Like halfway through a conversation, go amen or conversations done and walk off. Won't go down too well. Kids, don't try it with your mum and dad. Like you probably tried it already in different ways, but don't do it. But we do it to God all the time. We say amen. It's a full stop. Conversations over. But the thing is, if God is wanting to speak to us, we need to listen. We need to be in a position where we are wanting that two-way fellowship and communication with God. You speak and God speaks with you. Um, prayer includes listening as well. And the reality is what God says in prayer is more important than what we have to say to him. Grab that idea. What God says in prayer is more important than what we say to him. Now, for some of us, we struggle to pray at the best of times. I'm going to lean on on something here. I'm going to say most of us get to the place where we struggle to listen to God in prayer. But if the most important thing in prayer is us listening to God and hearing what he has to say to us, we need to take time for that. Prayer is designed more to adjust us to God rather than adjust God to us. Um, And yet we can rush through this time. We can rush through. As I said before, we say amen and we move on. And so prayer is one of these essential ways that God wants to speak to us, but we do need to take time to listen. We do need to take time to be quiet or even ask that question. God, what are you trying to say to me? And, and this is how it can work. we Through the Holy Spirit, we read God's word and then we pray, God, what are you trying to show me today? And we, we stop. We listen. We wait to hear from God. So God speaks through the Holy Spirit. God speaks through the Bible. God speaks through prayer. And God speaks through our circumstances. Now, what I'm saying this, I don't mean if you have a bad circumstance, God is saying, get your life right. If there's a good circumstance, everything's going all right. The Bible doesn't say that ever. Some of the times we feel like that, like we get we, our, our lives get tipped upside down and we go, God, what did I do wrong? Well, it may not be that. God may be preparing us for something later down the track. Again, as we said, God actually uses, um, he wants to develop our character for the purposes he has for us. And so we may get taken through a situation where God is trying to talk to us. But God will use those situations and, and circumstances. And it's really important that in those circumstances, we get to the point that we understand bad and difficult circumstances through God's perspective. It's vital to that. If we don't understand our circumstances through God's perspective, and that's, hey God, hey, God, help me understand what's going on. God, what are you trying to teach me through this? God, what do I need to change in this? And again, let God speak to you through that. If we don't do that, if we try and just run away from the circumstance or or, or get out of the circumstance, again, we miss that opportunity that God is wanting to speak to us. And also God speaks through the church. And this is, this is lacking a little bit at the present time. I'm, I miss the church because of this, because what we need to realize is that the church is the body of Christ and God has made us mutually inter No, mutually interdependent, not independent, which means we need each other. My Christian walk is benefited by you. And your Christian walk is benefited by other people in our church body, and 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 it goes on that way. And so, what God is sharing with you will help grow my faith, and vice versa. And God will call us collectively to to listen to Him and and to follow after Him, and to to work where He is working, and to do His will. And so, God again will use the church as a way to speak to us. And so looking forward to when we can gather in person, in small groups in the coming weeks and and be able to celebrate that. So God speaks to us today. And, And that was just a real rush through some of the ways that God speaks to us. But the thing is, God speaks to reveal himself and his purposes and his plans. God's revelations are designed to bring you into relationship. When God speaks, he is drawing him to yourself. Now, again, for some of you, like Jesus did with the disciples when he showed up in that room and said, peace be with you, they probably jumped out of their skin. And sometimes we're afraid of God speaking to us. It seems like a really abstract thing, but God is actually seeking you out. He's calling your name and he says, I want to be closer to you. I want to be have a deeper relationship with you. I, I want you to experience my love and I want you to love me in return. God is doing that. He's, he's revealing himself so that we can go deeper into that relationship with him. And God reveals himself to increase our faith. Now, this is, it becomes this interesting thing where we go from believing as God reveals himself to actually knowing for sure what God is trying to do in our lives. And we, we see this in, in um, because you have to believe what God has said to you. And in that, um, and, you, and you believe who he says he is. So again, we look at um, some of the stories through the Bible as God revealed himself, all of a sudden they've got to take at face value, this is God. God is speaking to me, I believe he is God. Then you have to believe that God can do what he says he will do. So for Moses, it was like, lead the Israelites out of, of Egypt. For Noah it was to, to save his family. For Abram was to take him to a land. For David, it was to, he, he had a plan for him to be king. For Daniel, he wanted him to be a light in that, that dark nation and to, to set himself apart. So, and, and it goes on and on and gone. God is, is basically says, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something in your life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna have faith that I'm gonna, can do what I said I'm gonna do it then comes down to us because what we've got to do, we've got to adjust our thinking, our lives sometimes, to this new belief, this new way of thinking that God is who he says he is and he can do what he can do. Before that, we can kind of go, well, God, I don't think he can. I'm going to keep control. But as we believe in God, believe who he says he is and, and what he can do, we adjust our thinking to that. And that trusting God will demonstrate... Um, well, or he will demonstrate himself to be who he says he is when we, we then obey him. When God says, I'm going to call you to do this thing, we then respond by saying, God, yeah, I'm going to trust you in this, and I'm going to say yes to you. So we're moving from knowing, from believing to knowing. And so as we become become obedient, all of a sudden, we will then know God by experience. We'll actually experience what God is wanting to do around us. And all of a sudden we go, we're part of God at work. It becomes an amazing thing. All of a sudden we see, look at what God is doing rather than I wish God would do that here. And then we get to that last step. We will know He is who He says He is. We will know it. We, we, it's not just uh, the God of the Bible. It's not just um, the, another person's faith. It is my faith. I have seen God work in this way. And so, God, as He reveals Himself and His plans and purposes, He wants to take us from a point of, of, of just believing to knowing for sure. And, so, and the reason that God reveals His purposes is so that I will know and will do His work. He, he doesn't, again, we, we spoke about this in other weeks, uh, that God's love leads to invitation come and join me in what I'm doing. And God reveals Himself and says, hey, join with me. Psalm thirty-three, ten and eleven says, The Lord foils the plans of the nations, he thwarts the purposes of the peoples, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. What is saying there is that God's plans are bigger than us, are bigger than our state's plans, are bigger than our nation's plans. God's plans are the plans that will last forever. And so if we're going to follow a plan that's going to stick, God's plans are, are, are really important. And so we, we, we ask that question of then God's plans versus our plans. And, and the thing is, again, we put so much emphasis and focus on our plans and we try and squeeze God into that. And rather than saying, God, what is your plan for my life? What is your plan for my week? What is your plan for my year? And basically owning that that way. Proverbs 19.21 says, Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Again, Our plans can change like this and that and, and move on from one way. And as this year goes to prove, our plans are falling apart and, and, and there's new plans gonna come in and then those plans might fall apart. But do you know what? God's plan for this year, for each one of us, each one of you, hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Again, it might be something that God is uniquely wanting to take us on as we grow deeper in our faith with him in difficult times. God may be giving us unique opportunities that that a normal sort of um, year wouldn't have done. God may have been able to show how he's providing you for you in difficult times. But the thing is, what we need to realise is that God's plans haven't failed this year. Our plans have changed. Our plans have gone out the window a couple of times, actually. God's plans don't. And so what we need to realize is that planning is a tool that God wants us to use, but it will never replace God's specific direction. We can get to the point where we can plan God out of our lives. We can plan godly things, we can plan spiritual things, but it may not be what God is wanting us to do. And so we need to be present with God. I mean that in both ways. We need to be physically present and we need to be in the now with Him because God may be wanting to move you in an instant. In a certain direction, in a certain situation. And so we need to be open to hear that. And our planning should never cut God out by relying on our own wisdom. Isaiah 55 8 says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways, uh, neither are your ways my ways. It's something that's really important that, that our plans, our thinking is never going to be as high as God. Now, again, I don't say that to put you down or to make you feel bad, but we need to get to a point in our lives where we realise that God's plans are loving plans and are the best plans, as we spoke about last week. Planning will never replace us daily following God. It'll never replace that. And so for those of us who wait for Sunday to let God go to work in our lives, you're waiting too long. You need to let that daily experience of God be a part of our lives. So God is wanting to speak to us. What are the blockages to us hearing God? What are the blockages for us? Well, first of all, there can be distraction. Uh, that video that played just before the sermon, I don't know how, how much you can relate to that, but sometimes our worlds can be so hectic, so loud, so, so many things going on. And we can have physical distraction. We are too tired. We are too physically stressed by the things that are going on. Our work is consuming our lives. Our families are taking our attention. It could be distraction of of TV or technology or another habit or hobby that is, is, is invading that space that God is wanting to take in our lives. It could be emotional distraction. Our heart is set on something else, whether that's a relationship, whether that's an object, whether it's an idea or a dream for our lives. I just want that thing to happen in my life and then, God, I'm all yours. It could be success in our work. It could be success in church. I want to be successful in church. I want to have a big church, God. But God's saying that, that's not, I'm not saying that's not the plan, but that's not the goal. I want you to experience me. I want to be in a relationship with me. Don't put all your eggs in that basket because whether you're successful or not doesn't change what we have together. We can also have spiritual distraction. Again, that can be things that we have uh, built up as idols in our life. Sin is definitely falls into this category. If there are things in your life that stop you from coming into God's presence. It will definitely stop you from hearing God. And you've got to deal with that. You've got to sort of address that. And you can't go, oh, when I'm good enough. No, fall before God saying, God, this is I've done this wrong. I've, I need to confess this before you. Please forgive me and let's start our relationship again. Don't let sin be something that continually separates you from hearing God. What's, what, what God wants for you and to be able to experience him daily. On top of that, and this goes to lack of relationship. Again, it flows out of distraction, I suppose, but we have this idea that um, at so- sometimes we're just not as close to God as he wants us to be. Again, it could be time. It could be the intensity that we put into it. It could be um, our desire for it because we just go, oh, God, I just don't really care right now. I've got a lot of good things happening in my life and I, I don't really see myself doing anything else. And so we need to get to a point where relationship becomes so important because it's in relationship that we will hear God. Again, God pursues us to have a loving relationship. It's in a loving relationship that we will see what God is doing and he'll draw us into his plans. And so it is in relationship that we'll hear God speak. We will hear God speak. And then disobedience becomes a big one. Now, I say disobedience because this is what happens. God says, Keith, I want you to go do this. And then I go, but, but God, this, or what if, or God, not right now, or God, uh, that's really not my thing. And so the next time God speaks to me, it seems to be a bit softer. I don't hear it as clearly. And I may come up with my excuses again. I may come up with my reasons for not being obedient. And then it gets to the point that I no longer hear God at all because my disobedience prevents me from responding to God when he does speak. I basically put things in my ear and go, no, 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 God, I don't want to hear from you anymore. But look at Samuel. Later on in that chapter 3, 1 Samuel verses 3.19, it says, Thus Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fail. Samuel got to a place in his life where he says, God, you know what? I'm going to hear everything you've got to say to me. I'm going to take them in. I'm going to be open to you. And it was the decision that he made to hear from God and to not let his words flow away from him or disappear from him. So as we wrap up today, how can I hear God speaking to me? Well, want to tell a story on that. There was a, an old farmer who liked to brag about town that he could command his mule with nothing more than a few soft words. Bold claim. Mules, donkeys, not the most obedient animals. And he wouldn't use any whips. He wouldn't use any prods. And she would respond, he claimed, with nothing more than gently spoken commands. Okay, so for those with kids, listen to this. Um, of course, people were sceptical. And one day his buddy down at the feed store, asked for a demonstration. Prove to me that your old mule will respond with nothing more than gentle language. Out in the field they went and the farmer, his buddy and the mule and the friend watched first in awe and then in horror as the farmer took a huge piece of lumber, about two by four um, and about six feet long and swung it with all his might, hitting the mule on one ear. When the animals stopped braying and, and bellowing and prancing around, the farmer said quietly, come here. And the mule came. Sit. And the mule sat. And, and he says, wait here. And the mule waited. And he went back over to his friend and he said, you see, she'll respond to a simple voice command. But his friend objected. Whatever are you talking about, you said all you had to do was talk to her but a you hit her with a huge piece of wood. What do you mean you just commanded her with words? That's not what I saw. The farmer went, oh, that? Well, first I have to get her attention. The thing is, sometimes God needs to get our attention. We, we, just, we, are, we, we are so caught by other things that we can't hear God speaking to us. And that's probably the one thing I see is, is is God captures people's attention um, as he speaks to them. And sometimes we need to sort of deliberately turn away from other things to, to listen to him. And that's the first thing that we need to do. To, so how can we uh, hear God speaking to us is that we need to listen. We need to deliberately listen. We need to take more time in prayer to listen. We need to read the Bible listening to God. We need to come to church listening to God. We need to be asking God through our circumstances, God, what are you trying to show me? And then listen. And all the time, no matter where we are, we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit's prompting and prodding on our lives. We need to even take time to ask questions and then listen. Like sometimes we ask a question and then we tell God what his answer should be. We we ask a question and say, God, this is my um, option B is my favourite, and I'll explain to you why. We need to ask and say, God, give me your answer, give me your will. We need to be open. Again, as I said, the Spirit is wanting to work in our lives, and we need to be open to God moving in and around our lives. We need to be ready to respond. And what I mean by that, we need to be ready to be obedient. If God says something to you, you need to be able to respond quickly to that. We don't want to get to the point where in our disobedience, we we put stoppers in our ears. We need to make up our minds now that when the Spirit of God speaks to us, we are going to do what he says. It's a a pre-done decision. It's not something that's all, God, depending on what you ask, I'll do it. And you you have those friends who ring you up. I, I know of a couple in my life that ring me up and say, can you do me a favor? And I straight away respond. I'm never going to fall into that one myself. I go, depend on what the favor is. But with God, well, one, he's not asking for a favor. He's asking us to say yes, and our, our response shouldn't be, well, it depends on what you're asking, God. It should be yes, even before he asks us. So we need to make that decision firstly that we intend to say yes to God when he calls us to respond. In saying yes, our ears and our heart and our mind will be more open to what God wants to continually to show us. 1 Samuel 3.10, I want to just finish up on this verse. And it says, The Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, Speak, your servant is listening. I pray that that will be your heart today. That will be your intent. That you want to say, God, speak. Your servant is listening. And you would be open to what God wants to say to you today and this week and in your, your Christian walk. Don't sort of wait for God to sort of bring you some good news or some things that you want to hear. Be open to what God is wanting to tell you right now. I will tell you this it will lead you into a deeper relationship it'll move you from believing certain things about god to knowing them for sure as you journey with them but it does take obedience to what god calls you to do and so i I, yeah listen to god and be obedient to god Um, i pray that for you today and and the coming week let's just take a moment to pray lord um, even now i suppose we're speaking to you and I pray that you would, uh, even as we finish up today, that you would pause our hearts long enough that we would be able to hear from you, hear what you're trying to show us, um, things that you are calling us to, um, attitudes you're wanting us to change, more about yourself, Lord, um, hope in, in difficult circumstances, promise where we, we seem to, to find darkness, opportunities to share with friends, opportunities to grow in our faith. Lord, I just pray that we would be ready to listen to what you are wanting to share with us, that we would take the time in your word and prayer and, and to be aware of how you are working through your spirit in our circumstances and through your church, Lord, that we would know that you are wanting to speak to each one of us because you passionately desire a relationship with all of us a deep relationship a relationship where you communicate who you are and your plans for us help us to daily follow you lord in all the things that we have we pray this in your most powerful name amen